This episode of Nintendo Voice Chat is presented by Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Hunting season is now open. Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of February 26, 2015. Jose Otero here with Per Schneider. Hello. It's just the two of us. Yeah. But we just want to take a minute to kind of give you context for what you're about to listen to. So it turns out, on February 26th, we had a live event right here at IGN for some of our uh, NVC fans, yeah. you want to say? Yeah, a little, little surprise that we did. And we, of course, if you listen to the show, you may have heard us tease us a few times. And, mm-hmm. you know, sorry to all those who couldn't make it out. Obviously, uh, we're in San Francisco, which is not the center of the universe. Yep. But you at home, you do also have a chance to win some prizes that we gave away, two in fact. So make sure you listen to the episode. There's a specific hashtag we call out that you should tweet at us. And there's an option, uh, an opportunity rather, to win something. So make sure that you stick around for that. Also, since this was recorded live, you might hear some, I don't want to call it wonky audio because we do a good job to try and get the best audio we can. But in case you hear anything that's a little uncomfortable, we'll do our best to edit it and massage it out. But yep. it is what it is. Sorry we about record that. it literally in our kitchen. He's not kidding. The IGN kitchen. It's a big kitchen. It's not a tiny kitchen. It does have dishwashers. All right. And shortly uh, before we begin, lastly, I want to give some special thanks to Capcom, first of all, for donating prizes and for sponsoring this event. Uh, Kirsten Slater, our events coordinator, Vasilis Cisco, and Chris Abbott of our social team, Sean Finnegan, our producer, Alex Sotomita from IGN's Tech Ops, and lastly, Winston Schuen, Mark Ryan, for their help with setting up the tech for this idea we decided to call Pole Position. And then everybody who came out made it out in person for the event. Thank you so much for the support. It really means a lot to actually put you know, faces to the listeners and, and the many people who email us uh, every week. So it was really great to see everybody, and we will definitely do this again. And you know, as a matter of fact, we'll be doing it for our other podcasts in the future too. So keep an eye on IGN for that. Awesome. And without further ado... Let's start with the show. All right. From IGN's offices in San Francisco, welcome to NVC Live. Welcome, 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 wow. welcome. <laughs> I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is an episode for the week of February 26th, 2015. Uh, this episode is going to be a little different, but before we get into that and something we're going to talk about, I want to introduce our panel. So first we have El Brape, Brian Altano. Wow. The man who brings wisdom to this podcast, Per Schneider. Hello. And everyone's favorite retro collector, Sam Claiborne. Hey, listen. Also, give this man some props because he is uh, IGN's managing editor these days, so he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot. I'm managing editor specifically. Yes. All right, cool. And, so, and Jose Otero, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Thank you very much. Welcome. <laughs> so uh, did you guys hear about the Gold Amiibo? Yeah. What's, what's, what's going on? So uh, pre-orders are at Walmart only. That leaked. We knew about that. But yeah. uh, what, five minutes? Well, I don't really They're care about, about Amiibos. Like, it's How do you not, not care about Amiibo? over it, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Did, you, did, you guys get any? did you guys get any? No. No. 
about you? I'm waiting for the ensuing bloodbath in person. Oh, okay. So, so the pre Not. the pre-orders oh, went. Of course, up. we didn't get it. He, the the mean thing is they they did. Wait, this. hold on. In that picture, I got one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh no, it's not over. They so the pre-orders went up, and you could add it to your cart, and you're like, you feel this moment of, you know, you've got this really precious thing priced at twelve dollars, <laughs> and then you do checkout and goes, mur, mur. and yeah, so all gone. So yeah. apparently pre-orders went up like three times today already. Yes. Do not try to pre-order, because we need them. Yes, very important. Don't. Uh, yeah, wait at least four times. Um, there, uh, I have extensive DIY plans at this point. Okay. Okay. S- spray paint. Oh. A Mario Amiibo. Okay. And That's just a good plan. like five minutes. Come Not on. Bad. How Nintendo, about- Nintendo actually sent over an extensive list of things you can do to ensure that you have a gold Amiibo. Uh, number one, quit your job. <laughs> number two is do not sleep or eat until you get one, which could be forever. Mm-hmm. And number three is say goodbye to everyone you love. So, oh, and have twelve ninety nine. How are you guys doing? Do you have everything now or no? Uh, yes, I have the full, uh, what, uh, wave one, two, and three, four. There's no pre-orders yet, right? No, just yeah. uh, three and a half. Of the you Smash can... Brothers set, That's let me right. clarify That's, that. You guys have, like, elves working for you, though. <laughs> Some of them are in this room, yeah. actually. That's yeah. a mean thing to call me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I, Brian is my elf, I should say. <laughs> No, I, honestly, I mean, the Facebook, uh, there's an NVC Amiibo group on Facebook. And the moment, like within seconds when something goes on for sale, it's like, Broop! you know, maybe five seconds later after they pre-order themselves. But it's so helpful. So I'm, I'm one behind. I'm just waiting on uh, Ike. That's, That's a support it. group. Yeah. Addicts. It is a little bit. Yeah. We're so sorry. So uh, one more thing I want to talk about before we jump into a special program that we have for you guys tonight, because we want to do something different and something cool. I wanted to quickly talk about Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, because we haven't talked about it on the show yet. I was out last week. I was uh, sick, so we had to cancel, um, and some people were traveling. So what do you guys think? The last boss is really hard. That's all you got? Yeah. I really like that game, so it was my favorite uh, thing. about. So let me just preface this with my two favorite Kirby games are not really Kirby games. They're like a Kirby golf game called Kirby's Dream Curse, uh, Course. And then, uh, yeah, that's a good game. And, uh, and then the last one, uh, the, the other Rainbow came. So okay. I really like drawing and Kirby and golf, but I don't really yeah. like the So the, Canvas Curse and, and the golf one. Got it. Yeah, okay. so this game, I mean, I, I really liked it. It felt like going back to that game, but it was just a, a lot heavier because that gamepad is a lot to hold all the time. Okay. And, and, yeah. and draw with. Did you beat it? Uh, no, I'm still playing through it, uh, but I'm curious to hear, before I get into my thoughts, what, Brian, what do, you, what do you think? What are your impressions so far and pair? Huh, I don't know. I, I, really, I really appreciate the art style. I think it's taking a while for me to kind of wrap my head around playing a game like that, I think on the gamepad. It's, it's, it's hard for me to have a giant TV that has that game on it that I can't look at. It's yeah. like, hey, there's this beautiful painting up there. Don't look at it. And I'm like, Dad, but I, I want to. And it's like, but if you do, you can't see what's going on and you'll lose. You know what? If I can give you one tip, have kids. Because the game does have a two-player mode, and one player plays on the pad, the other one plays on the screen. So I, I, have a I less, played it with my kids, and I can see beautiful I have graphics. a less expensive tip. Uh, my cat liked it, so maybe oh, have a cat. Yeah, maybe that. <laughs> no, but it's really nice. I really like the, you know, it's, after a while, I, I first felt, okay, um, we've done these kind of arts and crafts, art-style games so many times, from, like, paper cutouts to wool, you know, what's next? And then I'm like, ah, oh, clay. It just felt 
you know, it felt like Etsy. It, it didn't feel like that, that that fresh. But then you start playing, and you really, you know, all the little touches, like seeing a fingerprint on one of the characters, and like yeah, the way they say, move. It didn't feel that fresh. Like it's gorgeous to look at. It, like it, that's the thing I think that draws me to it the most. Granted, it's the most overstated thing about that game is its unique visual design. Like it's, it looks like it, everything down to the letters and the instructions are made and molded out of clay, and it's so thoughtfully done. But. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I also love the in the cutscenes they deliberately drop the frame rate to make it look like yeah, stop motion, stop right? Motion. They do the. Yeah. Mm, er, 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 I like believe they filmed some of those. At, at, not all of them. Yeah, they did. Them. No, yeah, we have a we have a piece going up because we got to talk to the developers. And uh, one thing I will say is that we asked. Uh, in terms of making the models out of clay, because they did make some by hand as prototype and as sort of like a, they watched a bunch of movies first of Claymation and then they were also making them by hand. So we asked, what was the shortest amount of time it took you to make something for this game, like any a figure or something, and what was the longest amount of time? So I said for the little Kirby uh, sort of like uh, main character itself, two days. For a stage, the longest it took them to do a stage, Three months. Whoa. Yeah, By and, hand. And that's like, you know, we're talking about the stage for the cutscene. So like that big like forest of the rainbows yep. in the background yeah. and stuff like that. That was they went like full Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer on that. They did. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool though. I mean, I feel like slowly but surely the Wii U is really coming into its own where you're getting these games that, you know, really do do use the gamepad in clever ways, but also interact with the screen. And this game, at first glance, like when you're playing alone, you're like, ah, I wish I could see it on the screen instead of always having to look down. But that's where I feel like the two player mode it really comes to life with you know both screens and action it's really so cool. to, to Brian's point too like it looks so good on a big screen because it's in high definition like I yep. know I'm still getting used to Nintendo games in HD but like the little detail and every little molded clay thing that like sold beyond the game I know every time I'm like oh thank goodness the Wii is gone and we have the Wii, Wii U with the HD yeah, graphics no, now sure. yeah. all right awesome so then moving on so this is a little different from a regular show, but hopefully you like it. And uh, there's actually some opportunities to win some prizes. So you guys on the way in, you all got a ticket, right? Everybody got a red ticket? Yeah. Anyone not get a red ticket, make sure that you see uh, nice people by the elevator who will give you a red ticket. reason you're hanging on to that ticket is because you can win uh, some prizes while we're doing this show up here. Um, but what we're going to move on to is actually... Uh, <laughs> We're calling it pole position, uh -huh. uh, which is a little weird, well, but I like, you'll get there. I like yeah. That's the name you guys settled on? You yep. asked me this morning, what should we call this? And that's what you landed <laughs> no, on? Hold on. Pole position? Hold on. It's P-O-L-L. -L. I understand. Forget what? About, okay, so I wanted let's, let's power rank. through it. Let's go. I wanted let's rank, this is the top but then Jose thing? said that right. sounds like it smells. How about top 20 live? <laughs> Top well, it's 20, top 10. That's terrible. Oh, okay. yeah, All right. Yeah. Why don't you explain it? Yeah, so I'll explain that. what it is, and it's going to be shown up behind me as well if you look up there. But uh, we're basically playing a game where today, if you were looking at IGN, you saw that there was a top 25 Nintendo 3DS games list that went live. Uh, and it's 1 through 25, obviously. We're only going to take the top 10. And uh, this has been done before, so you may have seen this done before. But the idea is that we're going to turn this into a game where each player uh, and the panel is going to participate we have a member in the audience that we know for sure is going to be participating, and then we're going to draw five people at random to also participate in this. So what do, you, what do I mean by participate? What I mean is that each player gets two, one of two moves, all right? So your first move uh, option is that you can swap the position of any game on the list with another one, all right? So let's say you think number two should be number eight and number eight should be number two. You're going to do that and then explain why you felt that way. All right, to us, and we're going to maybe give you a hard time, maybe not. We're going to give each other a hard time. So no, we're not no, no, actually we'll give playing you a hard time. pole position is what yeah. you're saying. And the second move option you have, uh, if you choose not to swap places instead, is that you can introduce a game onto any position on the list, all right, 
which will bump one from the list. So we're only tracking the top 10 3DS games. Now think about criteria for a second before you start in your head saying, well, what am I going to add? Uh, think about a game that has, well, I mean, what do you guys think is a criteria? Here, help me out here. It's on 3DS. Yeah. Okay. It has to be important. on 3DS, Jose. <laughs> Definitely it's awesome. Important. It's got to be amazing. Or funny. Uh, well, look, I mean, have a long-lasting value. Well, no, I, and yeah, it's obviously when you, when somebody asks you, "I'm I just bought a new 3ds," or said, "I just tried to buy a new 3ds and they all sold out," um, <laughs> and you basically you give them the sheet of paper that has the top ten games and they got to buy them in that order, right? And whenever we put together a top list, y'all in the comments calling us crazy, saying the list is wrong. So now we're going to turn it around on you guys. So you're going to help make that list. Yeah. So hopefully you get the list experience. We have a good time. It's very reactionary. Feel free to cheer or boo a little bit towards if you don't like something that happens up here. Um, we want this to be fun, and we want you to have a good time. All right, so Jose, that's quick said, question. What about virtual console games? Do they count? No. The good question. Virtual Ow. console games are classics forever, and the argument could be made that they can hold a place on the list. We don't want to do that. They're being emulated, by the way, so let's not... Let's not include them instead. Think of retail games, digital games, like through eShop. That kind so of Majora's stuff. Mask is good, is fine, remake. because it's a remake, right? Yeah, that is you 100%. You have some more okay. rules, right? Yeah, we do have a few more rules. Uh, one of them is, wow, I think I forgot my own rules. So let's go to, so if a game gets bumped from the list and you get picked and you're passionate about that game, you have the chance to revive it, but it can only be revived once. If it gets bumped again, that's uh, too bad. And number two is that the panel, the four of us, have the right to veto uh, selection. However, we have to agree unanimously across all four. So I can't, really? it, I can't do four. an executive order. No, or you have no, no power here. What? We never <laughs> agree, agree unanimously on anything. That's the interesting this part. It's going to be a disaster. Uh, I hope not. We'll see. All right, so let's start. Uh, so I'm actually going to make the first move. Um, we're gonna but where's the list? The list? I well, want to see the list. It's going to show yeah. up right now. So and, and, the top. Oh, and let's ahead, Sam. preface this with we we did all get in a room and do this and we survived. Yeah. And our top twenty-five 3DS list went up today. Okay, and that's right. it, right? So there. number one right now is a link between worlds. Yeah. Number two, unfairly Fire Emblem. Yeah. Number three, Super Mario 3D. <laughs> Total agreement. All right. All right. Keep going. Read the rest. Uh, then we got uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf for, you know, everybody's listening at home. They can't really see it. So then Pokemon X and Y at uh, number five. Callie, where are you? Callie? She actually reviewed. She's uh, in here somewhere. Our reviewer is in here no, somewhere. She did right? Omega. Oh, she did the new ones. Omega That's right. Yeah. So we got Super Smash Brothers for 3DS. So next, Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D, Shovel Knight, Mario Kart 7, and Mario Golf on the 10th spot. All right. So this list is perfect. Good night, everybody. Yeah, go. See you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to take the first move then. Um, and although I don't think A Link Between Worlds is the best game on 3DS, huh. and I did want to change that, I'm going to let someone else handle that problem instead. I want to put Majora's Mask on this list. Okay, it's not so, on there. Where is it right now on the list? Uh, so it is number 11, Ooh. believe it or not. And okay. that was after a lot of conversations. So looking at the list. Bye, Mario Golf. I would like to put Majora's Mask at number seven, please. Uh, so my reason being, and you should explain why. So my reason being is that for a long time, Majora's Mask has been kind of a, a dark horse of the Zelda series. That's obviously not um, something that I need to explain to most of the people in this room. Um, and for a lot of time, that was because of... I mean, it was a game on N64. It was definitely a product of its time. It's a hard game to go back to now, but in its time, it was kind of memorable and, and sort of a, a great thing. But over the years, it didn't age well. 
Um, and with the, with the remake that just came out, there are so many things that got fixed and so many things that I feel they got right. I am in love with the idea of that game that there is never enough time to do everything you need to do. I think it is very, very well executed. I think that the way you stumble upon activities and things to find to do is really smart and well thought out. Yep. It's a game that makes the side quest the main quest. I mean, just yeah. getting all the masks is so amazing. But I noticed you talked a lot about Majora's Mask just now, maybe to kind of divert attention from the fact that you placed it mistakenly, I think, ahead of Ocarina of Time. Is that right? Oh. Like, did you mean what? to? Like, so. You meant, you meant at number eight, I don't right? think he realized. No, yet. no. Oh, I did realize. Oh, um, I, I think that the Ocarina, the Ocarina of Time remake is special, but I feel like Majora's got a lot more out of it. Okay. I think a lot of more, a lot quest. more things were massaged and fixed. So I'm gonna do Master the Quest wasn't wasn't again. a great <laughs> wasn't a great idea in Urizelda uh, when it came from. I, I've never been in love with Master Quest, and I feel like Master Quest is an idea that people latch onto as this really cool thing, and it can be, but it's never been a thing that I've wanted or cared for again. Like well, I feel since like the it was very a first thing. Legend of Zelda, I love the idea of like when you beat the game, there's yep. this whole second quest, yep, and sure. uh, that's what yeah. But it's so much like the, the really main good. quest, though. That's my that's always been my problem is I don't want to revisit the same game. I want to do something different. And Majora's is refreshingly different, even with four yeah. temples. If there's one game I want to revisit over and over again for the rest of my life, it's Ocarina of Time. It's like that's like my desert okay. island game. Right. Yeah. No, that's no, fair. I agree wow. with that. Plus, so, that was... Jose, I started my list again. Things Jose said that are wrong. So I'm going to put the <laughs> Majora's Mask move on there. Okay, so... Um, yeah, to me, it's a more special game than Ocarina of Time, but, so I put it above Okay, it. but I would argue it's more special to you because it followed Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time did so many cool things in oh, 3D I'm, I'm not, that had never been attempted. Yeah. And so Majora is kind of like, it felt fresh because it took everything that Ocarina of Time did. But this is also like in the frame of the 3DS bit. remakes, too. Yeah. So you got to remember that. Like okay. If this was a Nintendo 64 list, I don't think you would shake it up like this, right? Uh, oh, maybe Jose would. you another crazy. out. Oh, God. Okay, hold on. I'll add so I'm, not, I'm not taking it yet. I'm not wow. entirely sure. All right, I'm getting in so much trouble. So next uh, move is going to be taken by Pear, and then we're going to do a giveaway. So Pear, what is your move? Okay, it's really, really, um, it was a really tough decision, but Fire Emblem number one, right? Nope. Fire Emblem number one, wow. right? right. Mm, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Four people. So why? You know what? I, I just, you know, I've, I'm, I'm a lifelong Legend of Zelda Metroid Mario fan, but Fire Emblem I, I first played when I lived in Japan in Japanese on the Super Famicom, and I immediately, immediately fell in love with, um, thank you very much. <laughs> One guy was a really big fan of all the things you just said. That's right. It was a very specific road. No, I just loved the way, you know, they were able to tell a story in a game that was primarily around moving chess figures around. You know, like the way they pulled off you actually really carrying. It. No, but you actually <laughs> caring for every chess figure. Like a pawn gets knocked out in a chess game. You don't care. You've got plenty of pawns. You know, fine. I lost my... You know, like I the lost kid with a bucket rook. on his head. But in this game, you care for your character really so good. much that when they get slain and they're gone for good, you really feel it, and you hit that reset switch. And then what? 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 This installation did was that whole kid angle that you can pair two units together. They can have kids. The kids travel back in time, join your army. So freaking awesome! It's yep. so fantastic. I, is that, is that I really your not, reason? That's it? I could not put this game down. Like I kept on playing it again and again. And compared to any other game on that list, I mean, this game gave me a backache because I was playing it in bed every night. Okay. I still have that. That's, that's the game you want to be like, this is the number one 3DS game. Like, it's, it's, yeah. so, it's so obtuse. It's not no. pro approaching. Huh. You're like, hey, kids, let's play cool chess. 
Like, that's not like the number one. I mean, Zelda, Mario, all those things you hand somebody a 3DS and they get it immediately. Fire Emblem could take you 20 hours before you're like, I really appreciate the that's not true. intricacies of it takes this game. You 20 minutes, Max. It's you 20 minutes. You're a smart man. I, I do agree with Pear, though, that I think it, it, it is the number one game on the system. I think it does a lot of really cool things. Wait. I think Street Pass is really oh, well man, integrated. Crossing, crossing this crossing off. off. No, I, I, I agree with your decision. I think that uh, Link Between Worlds, as much as I love it, is, uh, is a little overrated because of how I feel about A Link to the Past. Wait, didn't you rate it? Um, no, it was, uh, it was another reviewer. Okay, yeah. few. Yeah, no. Oh, you're going to catch me, weren't you? <laughs> that would be All right. great. So let's, uh, let's do a quick drawing then. Uh, so this drawing is going to be for a Monster Hunter system uh, donated Ooh, by Capcom. A new 3DS. New 3DS. I'm going to so, read the last three numbers, or do you want to? Uh, no, you can, you can pull it and read it. Yeah, right. please, go for it. And you're going to see, Vasilis, should they come looking for you? Oh, you're going to see Kirsten, who her hand is up right now. All right? Hi, so Kirsten. you're going to see her for that prize. All right? Everybody say, Hi, Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. All right, cool. Sam, All who's right. the winner? The numbers are 053. 053. 053, are you here? If you're too shy, it's mine. 053. 053. What about you tickets, people? And uh, if you're listening at home... Huh? Oh, do we not have it? 450053. 450053. We'll give you five more seconds, then we're going to draw a new uh, number. I might have to draw again. 450. It's going in. It's going in. All right, here we go. Oh, no. All right. Mm. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's life in the back. It's you? Congratulations. Who is that? <laughs> Woo! You win. All right. What took so long, dude? Nice. It's here, Kirsten. Cool. So we're going to draw again for another prize. This one's a uh, Monster Hunter statue, he get to, I believe. Oh, does he do the game? No, no, no. Yet? We're doing that uh, different, right. a little different. I'm glad you, right. caught, you asked, though. Okay. Yeah. So next one is for a Monster Hunter statue, also uh, generously donated by Capcom. If you're at home listening and you're like, man, I don't get a prize. Well, actually, you have a chance to win either a 3DS, Monster Hunter 3DS, new 3DS, excuse me, or a, uh, a statue by tweeting the hashtag IGN Monster Hunter, one word, and let us know why you deserve to win that. So if you're listening to this and you're, or you're watching this when it's on the site, you still get a chance to win too. All right. You ready? I'm ready. They're ready. You ready? All right. That's it? Who's ready? Thank you. <laughs> 449971. Oh, right. nice. See, Kirsten, you'll get a statue. So this next person uh, doesn't get a 3DS or a statue, but does get to participate in this panel to put a game or swap a game on this list. So uh, why don't you reach in there? So this is the, uh, this is the troll victory. Yeah, this You're is kind of a troll victory. People. You're in the video. All right, Sam. That's a good right, prize, though. You right, win an right, entire right. room, possibly really angry at you. Yeah. 449990. 449990. 449990. Yeah. All right. Oh, cool. man. All right, Perfect. So hang out on the side. We're going to call you up. You're going to be the first guest. This is Eric, guys. Say hi, hi Eric. Eric. Hi, Eric. All right. Cool. Is this your homework, Eric? All right. So. <laughs> Back to the list. Brian, it is your turn. Please make your, make your move. What are you going to do? Choose wisely. Yeah. I want to move Super Mario 3D Land to the number one spot. Oh, why? What? Uh, who's with me? There we go. See, that's crowd support pair. That's what it sounds like. There's like two <laughs> people more. That was more than the half a person you got for Fire Emblem. Mm. Okay, why? 
Because it's it's I think it's the I think it's the best most accessible 3DS game. I think it's a, it's a thing you hand somebody the system and it tells you everything you need to know about why a 3DS is great. The 3D is awesome in it. It's got uh, it's a fantastic 3D slash 2D Mario. Yep. Um, I think it's it's one of the best Mario games probably in the last 10 years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It also has all the variety that you expect from the console Mario. Like I feel like that's really important, right? Like it never feels like even though it's a game about platforming, you're ne you don't feel like you're always doing the same thing. Like every level approaches that differently in some way. Yeah. It also has that really great sort of bait and switch where you finish the game and you're like, I'm done, and then it opens up and there's basically. Oh wait, the you finish your, game. you actually finish the game. And you go, well, that's it, and then you realize, yeah. oh, now this is the master quest or this is the extra. So if you're not good at games. Like like most of this panel, you can you can finish it <laughs> and you, you get the credits and you feel great. But if you're really good at games like me, you can keep going and 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 experience more. So it's great. So that's why I think it's the number one game. So you, you said a lot of good things, a lot of wrong stuff too. Is, <laughs> no, I mean one one thing I would say about this game, I, I really enjoyed it as as well. But when I compare it to say Mario 64 or even Sunshine, which really kind of executed Mario really well in 3D, and then you've got the 2D games, Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, and even new Super Mario Brothers, and I take this one, I am, you know, when I play it, I'm so aware of this weird isometric 3D limitation. Like, sure. I just never connected with me the way those games did with, like, pure perfect uh, 2D and pure perfect hey, when 3D. when you say isometric limitation, well, it's got this, what are it's you got saying? This, you know, it's got this kind of more floating viewpoint and not the kind of Mario 64-like yeah, feel. With the 3D on, I, I still feel like I'm not sort of making the mistakes I would in a, in a regular, like, 3D Mario platformer, where, like, I'm ju judging the jumps better, I'm doing a much better job of playing. Mm -hmm. I feel. I don't know. I don't yeah, think that I, was marketing. No, I, I agree with that. I think the 3D, especially with the 3D on, you can jump, uh, you can time your jumps much better. I just like, it lacks that immersion factor that Mario 64 had for me and Sunshine and Galaxy. Um, and so in like this long list of Mario games, I wouldn't even put it in my top five, honestly. And that's oh. where like, if I pick Fire Emblem, like that is in my top five of all Fire Emblem. Sure. No, I understand it's, it doesn't have that sort of like hub world that... Uh, that uh, Sunshine has or Mario 64 has, but I think like what it lacks in that it has it really excels in level variety. Like it, the level variety in that game is incredible, and it's really something you can pick it up, you can play through one stage and then put it down, or you can go back and collect all the good stuff in it, and it's got sort of a hard mode baked into every stage, but just by doing that. All right. Next I, I, I like it. I like it. I want right. to hear what Eric's going to do to this. So list. Uh, yeah, me too. So before Eric uh, gets <laughs> up here to. Tell us what he thinks deserve, uh, deserves to be on this okay. list. No, no, no. Sam Claiborne, you are next, sir. Right. So what is your change? Are you going to swap something? or are you No, gonna I'm going to add something on. This, this is really left field, but I have a good explanation for oh, this. Oh, God. Uh, I know. Prepare yourselves. Uh, 3D <laughs> Classics, Urban Champion. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, Vito. Vito now. No. No, no. Uh, actually, it's, it's 3D Classics Kid Icarus. Okay. And uh, let me tell you why. Sure. It's because uh, Kid Icarus uh, is a game I liked when I was a kid. It was way too hard. I couldn't get through it. But it's, it's a prototype-like, amazing Zelda-like game. Huh. It has really good exploration uh, temples in it, and then really good platforming. Well, actually, originally flawed platforming between those temples. But um, when you, what they did with the remake is they, first of all, made it like the loudest game on 3DS, which is great because the music's amazing. But uh, they made it so you have a little bit of a float jump which seriously is more than it sounds. It makes the game playable, because that game, again, it was really hard to jump around in that game. And then it also adds a save uh, anywhere you want and a, a couple other things, and it just makes it a... Uh, 
it, it basically takes like a game that should have been amazing from the start and gives it the kind of the Super Metroid treatment where it's just a little bit better than it was, but it makes all the difference and it justifies the existence of Kid Icarus as a classic series. You notice I didn't put the Kid Icarus that's on 3DS on here because I don't like that game. Wait, wait, what number yeah, did what you number? put it up? So Sorry. you got a good argument, but what number Ten. would you put it And here's it? why. Because Mario Kart 7 is not as good as 8, and I don't want to play it on a little screen. I want to play it with friends on a couch. And that's how I play Mario Kart, and I, I, I love doing it that way. Okay. So Kid Icarus is on the list because it has a floaty jump. Yes. No, it's because no, history lesson, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it justifies, a, it makes a classic an actual playable game, which I think is really interesting. And then it, it's just, it, it's a Nintendo core franchise that never really had a perfect starting point, sure. like Mario and Zelda. No, Sam, I agree with you. I think that's, that was a fantastic port or up, update, whatever it was. I don't know if there's enough new in it to really warrant it a place on this list. I think sure. it's sort of like a kind of souped up virtual console game. Like they made We a agree few on tweets. Urban Champion. What's up? We agree on Urban Champion. That uh, unanimously agree that that is the number one. Seriously, game on Brian the and I really like this game. No, it's really bad. It takes, but we love it. Takes a terrible game and makes it 3D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So then let's uh, do one more giveaway. So uh, actually, three more. Three more. Uh, let's pull three numbers. All right. Jeez. First one. What are we four. giving away? Uh, same thing. Monster Hunter 3DS system. Man, this New is the 3DS good one. system. Yeah. And we're not doing the, the guest. You're gonna be so angry if you get yeah, picked for the list so again. Kid Icarus is gonna last a little longer. Yeah. All right. Unless someone bumps it or moves it up. No, that's uh, what I'm saying. Eric, I'm, I'm counting just waiting on you. for that. Uh, okay, this one is four four nine nine four two. Oh man! Hi. Look at you. There he is. Cool. Congrats. Can I see Kirsten, please. Yep. Kirsten, will hook you, you don't. Up. You don't have one yet. Perfect. All right. <laughs> you got a Monster Hunter edition, courtesy of Capcom. Cool. Congratulations. All right. Next one for a statue. What we got? What is this statue, by the way? This no, mythical statue. It. Is it amazing? Not, it's 75 feet it. tall. So. 75 feet. There's two of them against be the back door. Be careful bringing it home. <laughs> uh, this one is 450010. Got some binary in there. 450010. All right, there he is. There he is. Go see Kirsten, please. All right. Thank you very congratulations. much. Congratulations. And next one. To go after Eric when it's his turn, I have one more person ahead of him. Uh, 449946. 449946. I just want to point out that 449944 would be a palindrome, but that's not, not the number. Uh, okay, okay. Who's closest to that number? 449946. Huh? What do you got? 47. That's one away. Come on. Okay. Let's, you're the guy. In this crazy world, we're going to go with Pear's choice. Yes. Because he's all, right. all of our Because otherwise we'll be pulling numbers for days. Uh, you have been chosen. All right, cool. So just hang in there. We're going to have a mic go around to help with that. And remember, if you're listening at home, you can also win a prize. Make sure that you tweet the hashtag IGN Monster Hunter for a chance to win either the statue or a new Nintendo 3DS. Okay, so next up is a special guest joining us today, Mr. Craig Harris. Craigway! <laughs> Give him a hand, please. So we have a roaming mic uh, around here. Roaming mic. Craig, so, come on up. 
So Craig actually worked at IGN many, many moons ago, very, very long time ago. He started uh, the IGN handheld coverage. So IGN Pocket was our first channel on IGN dedicated to handheld coverage. Engage, Game Boy, you know, all those, uh, those wonderful, remember? Engage, no, it was, sorry, it was the Neo Geo Pocket and the, uh, and the Game Boy. We had an Hi, Craig. That's Engage game. Hi. Yeah. Hi, You're Craig. Come on up. Do you want to come up yeah. on the camera? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. 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 There's cool. a, there's a camera. camera. So Give him a hand. Give him a yeah. hand. Yeah. You, you guys know guys. him. Yes. All right, Craig, you're here to save the list. Well, before that, I want to say you're doing a fantastic job. Oh, man. Oh, he never said that to me when I took over. You're taking over the podcast. Okay. And you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you, man. And, uh, you know, Altano, if I knew that you liked Nintendo, I would have invited you on. You never asked. I always liked Nintendo. <laughs> Hold on. I have to tell a story because when I was growing up, I, I don't know if I told you this, Craig, but I was growing up, all the money that I earned uh, mowing lawns and raking leaves and all the other dumb garbage you have to do when you're a kid, uh, I would spend at Toys R Us on video games based on the reviews that you wrote specifically. So you, would, you wrote about Link's Awakening, and I was like, I need this game. And you wrote about, uh, you know, Super Mario Land and every, every single Game Boy game every Game Boy Color game every Game Boy Advance game you reviewed you know no one was covering it back when I was doing it it was so, just you, you know, was just so like, I would see your name and you and Nintendo Power and yeah I, I would run out to the store at least yeah. I'd yeah. buy the game and I never had any money and then when I got the job here at IGN I was really I was really honored and really geeked out to work with you awesome. so do you, you should have told me that when I was working with you. You never asked. <laughs> Craig, do you, do you enjoy Horrible those? Horrible man. Do you enjoy those compliments when somebody says, man, I was four years old reading your review. You were like, <laughs> you're like 52 and you're like having fun. You're only as old as you feel, man. That's right. Yeah. That's true. All right. So, uh, yeah, looking at your list, I'm going to actually refer to the game that I've played the most on my 3DS. And I'm going to pull out my 3DS and look at my... Uh, Is it Excite Bike? Activity log. And oh. in my software library... Okay. The most played on my 3DS uh -oh. is Animal Crossing New Ooh. Leaf at 344 hours. Oh, wow. wow. Are you serious? Yes. What? I, How? Well, I think it's the perfect handheld game. Honestly, it's like, yes. You, you when like it, came, it? When it was when it was coming out, it's like, oh, they're rehashing all these, the, the, the old stuff from the original game. So you're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to make the best game possible on the system. Mm -hmm. But honestly, at 344 hours, clearly I liked it. Mm. Just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, um, no, hold, hold on, Craig, because there's a difference between the game you played the most and the game you liked the most, right? I think maybe it manipulated oh, I you. liked it enough to play it Almost 400 hours worth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, like, I mean, there's the, best, there's the best pizza place in town, and there's the one that's down the street that you go to because it's convenient, right? I, I will say that's true because like, I go to Little Caesars all the time because it's yeah. $5 pizzas. I'm never there's going six, there again, by the way. Pizza, San Francisco there. now. Huh? Okay. There's $6 in San Francisco now. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, can you believe that? Oh, my God. These days, man. So, what do you. So, truly, so we'll put Little Caesars down on 11, right? Yes. Right, cool. So, Craigers, what are you doing with this game? You swapping it with another one so on the list, I, or are you moving it ahead? You know, I honestly think it's the perfect 3DS game. So, oh. why wouldn't you put that at one? Oh, because Fire Emblem is there. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be honest, it? it does everything. I mean, it, you know, oh. it is. I'm going to defect and go with Craig on this. It is. I mean, so, so it does the 3D awesome. It does the street passing. I mean, seriously, you build your house, and you can actually put furniture that you have 
your own textures on everything like that, mm-hmm. that actually moves through on StreetPass. Yep. So when people actually are getting my street, by the way, clear out your street passes so I can get your houses and I can finish my puzzle pieces. That's but correct. anyway, um, they actually get your textures that you've created custom. I find that amazing. You know, that, that you just walk past somebody and they're getting all your stuff. Yeah. Um, Why do we move 3D land to number four? Did everybody see that? How did that happen? <laughs> I don't, so, so they're pulling some sneaky stuff on me here today. Am I swapping? Yeah, you would or be swapping. Or am I moving it up oh, and everything swapping. comes down? Oh, this is no, no, evil. Swapping. Yeah, no, you no, only you c- move, bump everything down if you introduce the new game. What? So, so you're, you are, no, no, no. He's swapping the position of number one with Animal Crossing. That's okay. what just happened. Cool. Yes. Okay, right. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love Super Mario 3D Line. I think that deserves totally to be on the top fair. 10 list. But honestly, if you're asking me what the perfect 3DS game is for everybody, it's got to be Animal Crossing. Sure, just oh, as long really? as it's not Fire Emblem. I'm glad you're here today, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> now, I really agree with you. I feel that um, especially the aspect of uh, how StreetPass worked into it and the, the whole mayor aspect was really fun because you're, you're kind of improving the, the place that you're in, in in a more meaningful way, kind of bringing different, uh, you know, either structures or, or different uh, stores and whatnot to the place. But what I really like also is just the whole... Sh- the whole uh, what was the home shopping thing again? Where you basically visit people's homes and you yes. can order anything from the catalog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that like, because like three it, it took keeping up with the Joneses like to the next level. Yeah. Where it's like, well, now I can I order need his that couch. Thing that yeah, that person that TV. has. Yeah. Let me buy that. I remember going to E3 and, and Japan had had uh, Animal Crossing for months. Yep. And right. uh, I stri- street passed with a lot of people, and all of their house scores were like seven hundred thousand, which is a huge amount. Mine was like you know seventy thousand or something. But uh, and it was because they had figured out like all the feng shui elements and everything. Thing. And some of the houses would just be filled with one rare thing, and they'd have you know 200 copies of it. How did they do that? It's like so amazing. Like man, I okay. love that. Very very um, creative game. Uh, one, right. one other thing that I like about Animal Crossing that I got to give a shout out to is that it it has all these old old timey Nintendo toys from the 60s and 70s. Oh yeah. In it and 50s, and uh, you can get them and they're like <clears throat> like the little uh, there's the Ultra Hand, then there's the Ultra Machine, which is a little batting. Toy. Yep. It's like it that that's so cool. Like yeah. there's, there's a, lot there's of a full in there. Nintendo history in that. I game. do miss, I think the one of the reason I played Animal oh, Crossing back say. in the day was you actually earned the NES games. Yep. And that was fun. Yeah. I thought that was the reason why I was playing it. But then, you know, as I you know got the <clears> DS version and, and the the well, the Wii U version wasn't or the Wii version wasn't very good. Because oh, it, yeah. it's not on a handheld, right? And it's like this is a perfect handheld game. Totally. But it it wasn't the just the NES games that drove me to play it. It drove me to get the other rare items to build my yeah. thing. And now I can show it off to people that if I walk down the street or even online. So yeah, um, it's not. It wasn't just the NES games, even though that was what got me to play the original game back in the day. On well, the uh, it's a good choice, Craig. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. Thank you, Craig. Yeah. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot. All right, so I'm going to call Eric up because Eric, you're next. Eric Way. So. So remember, you got two moves. You can either swap the position of any two games on the list, or you can introduce a new game to the list and put it at any number you want. Okay. So do you know which game you want to put? Just hold your mic a little closer to you. Um, yeah, I think I want to put Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate as number 10. Oh. Because I put in 30 hours to it, and it came out on the 21st, so that probably says something about <laughs> how much I like it. I haven't played it yet, so I can't argue Wait, with that. Where are you going to put it on the list? 10. 10, okay. 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 Did these guys put you up to that? Um, no. Did, what is that new Monster Hunter 3DS doing on your chair? <laughs> no. All right. That's no. awesome. That's a really good choice. Yeah. You, you put played? in 30 hours already? Yeah. Wow. wow. Have you played fast. the prior Monster Hunters? Just sorry, uh, Brian. Had you played the prior Monster Hunter, um, like 3 no. Ultimate? or? No, I hadn't. I just found them way too complicated. Okay. Oh. How's everything going at school? Good. 
You're still doing your homework, right? Yeah. I got to look out for these things. So otherwise, you'll end up sitting up here one day. So do you play two-player with your, with your brother? Um, my brother is in high school, and he does not like video games. Oh, so. man. What? What, what a loser. Wow. I'm kidding. No, he sounds response. great. He sounds like a wonderful guy. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, no, I have to agree with you. I, I think that uh, what, what makes it really great is that the fight with each monster is always really good. Like, no matter how many times you, you even tackle the same monster or you find another species of it um, or you find the ones that are infected later, like, it is an excellent, excellent fight every time. Yeah. And I really enjoy it for that. Um, and then when you just turn it into a, a hat, it feels even better. <laughs> no, and I love the, I just love the, you know, encountering these giant creatures. Like, I really love Shadow of the Colossus. I, I think it's just such a fantastic game. Just because of, you know, the, the scale of the enemies, every time you encounter one of these beasts, like, you feel sorry for bringing it down. And, like, I feel the same way in Monster Hunter. You're just, you're just awed by what the 3DS can pull off as well. It's right. a really good choice. Cool. All right. Thanks, Eric. You can just leave the mic right there on that table. Cool. All right. Cool. Okay, so we're uh, giveaway time. So remember, folks, if you're listening at home while Sam pulls three numbers real quick for a new Nintendo 3DS, a statue, and then lastly for someone to join us up here uh, after the gentleman over here who volunteered. Um, so if you're listening at home, remember to tweet with the hashtag IGN Monster Hunter. If you want a chance to win one of these things, you can. All right. 449931. This is for a new Nintendo 3DS, and we have a winner over there. Go over Whoa. to Kirsten. Wow. Nicely done. It's a big one. She's not around. Vasilis will take care of you. All right. Cool. Next one. All right. Next one for a statue. 449-949. All right. We got another winner right here. Statue it up. So both of them should. Maybe go, uh, somebody will come to you. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just chill. That's should cool. we send them over to Kirsten now? Is she around or go to you? Okay. So see that man. All right. In a little bit. Cool. All right. And lastly, to join us up here to make a modification to the list. Add Kid Icarus back to the list. Uh, <laughs> 450008. 450008. There right. he is. All right. Cool. Awesome. So just hang out on the side here, if that's cool. All right. Uh, we should take a mic over to that gentleman right here who was nice enough to step up. Your name, please? Who uh, volunteered for the, the spot to help with the list? Didn't you elect this guy right here? His name is me. Huh? Manny. Manny. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Cool. So, Manny, why don't you come on up? It's your turn. Jose, why don't you give the uh, listeners the full list where it stands? Oh, yeah, sure. Right so, where the list stands right now, if you're listening to this episode and not seeing it, it is Animal Crossing New Leaf is number one. Zelda, A Link Between Worlds is number two. Fire Emblem Awakening is number three. Number four is Super Mario 3D Land. Number five is Pokemon X and Y. Number six is Super, Super Smash Brothers for 3DS. Number seven, Zelda Majora's Mask. Number eight, Zelda Ocarina of Time. Number nine, Shovel Knight. And number 10, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Cool. Pretty good so, list with some mistakes. Grab that mic right there. <laughs> oh, cool. I'll yeah. actually pass it to the gentleman behind you first. He'll go first, and then you'll go after? Cool. Great. Manny, sorry about that. You'll be next. Awesome. All right, come on up, Manny. Join us. I, I like your shirt. Give it up for Manny. Yeah, please. Nice and loud. All right, Manny, what's your move? What are you going to do? Do the right thing, Manny. I'm going to Don't add... bring Kid Icarus back. Manny. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm actually going to add something to the list. Manny, fix Wait, it. you're going to add something? Yeah. Fix okay, it. Okay, nice and loud. Make sure you keep your mic close. Um, I want to add Bravely Default to the list. Ooh. Oh, okay. All right, at what number, sir? 
Be real about this. Um, there are wrong answers. Uh, <laughs> number eight. Okay. Okay. All right. Number eight. Number eight, Bradley Default. Oh, Why? you're going to knock Shovel Knight off the list, and we're going to have to fight. This is going to get ugly. Oh, man. So why? Why Bravely Default? It's just, I think it's one of the best JRPGs to come out in the last few years, much less on the 3DS. Um, it has hundreds of hours of gameplay. What's okay. your hour count? Over 100. I don't know. Well, that's nothing. I mean, Craig, where's Craig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not 300 for like Animal Crossing, but... So were you a big fan of like classic Square RPGs? Yeah, for okay. sure. Final Fantasy VI is one of my all-time favorites. Okay. Good, okay. Choice. Good choice. Good choice. Can we just put that up there? Yeah, I'm down with that. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. And I especially love uh, the job system in Bravely Default. Like, I, I've always felt that the job system is one of the coolest things that ever happened to RPGs. The idea of sort of building out uh, skills based on a specific class and then being able to switch and retain some of those, I think is brilliant. Like, it really adds that flavor of you can develop the team the way you want them to be. And I think ultimately that's really empowering. It's something you can really do a lot with. And I feel like it adds an element that kind of gets you beyond the grind, right? Beyond. Um, where you, you really have a reason to go back and take that same character and teach them new tricks. I mean, I love that in you know, the old Final Fantasy days. And I have a little bit of a, an addictive personality when it comes to collecting things. So you know, just kind of teaching every character everything they can learn was, was so great. All right, cool. Anybody else to add about Monster, uh, excuse me, Bravely Default? No, I think it's a good. And like I said, it's in a good spot. I just don't want to lose Shovel Knight because that'll, that'll make me cry. Uh, <laughs> me too. All right. What about you, Sam? Anything with Bradley Default just to add? Or? I like Shovel Knight better. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Just, uh, if you can't hop like Scrooge McDuck, I don't really care at this point. Okay. All right. So hand off the mic. So your name, sir? James. James. Hey, Hi, James. Thank you very much. Hi. Thank you so much for coming hey, and for supporting coming. the show. Cool, What's thanks. up? Yeah. <laughs> So, James, you are now in the hot seat. This is pole right. position. You get to either swap two games or add a game at any number. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to add a game. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. See, I get scared I every time. So say bye to Shovel Knight. Oh, yeah. Come right. on. Yeah, I'm actually going to swap a game. Urban so Champion, I know it. List. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I'm going to add Fantasy Life. Okay. There. I don't know if anyone's Good call. Yeah. Love that game. One. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, you, you cool. can't swap. You can't swap one oh, out when you add one. one. No, yeah. you're inserting one. So okay. what number are you going to put Fantasy Life on? Uh, five. Okay, yeah. number five. Wow, that's now high. Life. So you got to yeah. defend that, man, because you're, you're getting some boobs oh, right now. Oh, Shovel Knight. So uh, <laughs> just like a multiplayer with your friends. It totally nailed it. Questing, okay. big time. Hmm. And okay. then I love the job classes, you know, yep. going alchemy and mm -hmm. uh, mining. So... Yep, yep. Put a lot of hours in. Yeah, and it's very like Animal Crossing, but there's there's still uh, it it still feels like an action game, or it feels like an adventure. Where Animal yeah. Crossing is very serene, very you know sort of different. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree with you. What do you guys think? I haven't played enough of it yet. I know my daughter really loves it and has played a ton of it. Um, I I think it's like the one 3DS game. Like whenever I ask somebody if they've played it, they say no. How many people here have played Fantasy Life so far? That's a fair amount. No, it's not a fair amount. Yeah. It's like six people, right? Like it, <laughs> from what I've seen, it's a really really cool game. But it was also a little bit under the radar. So uh, IGN editor Justin Davis just completely became in love with that game. Like he was spending hours and hours talking about it. Loved how many things there were to do. How you can take a job like cooking, for example, and you know, play these cooking mama-like uh, mini games, and didn't just apply there, applied to other job classes as well. But the idea that you were actually making things, and it felt that that was something that I don't know. I feel like other RPGs didn't really capture that well. Like you're always just the hero, and you don't really yeah. get the chance to do a lot of things that just would be a little different. 
Yeah, I just put a lot of hours in, and then just changing job classes was fun at any time. Mm. On the fly, you can switch them. So. Okay. Yeah. What's your hour count for that? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I'd say over 40 for sure. Okay. I like how that's yeah. a thing now, because like, I don't know my hour count for anything, yet we yeah. keep grilling everybody that comes up on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Craig started it. Yeah, thanks, I blame Craig. him. <laughs> I like this list now because it has, I mean, games that I haven't played on it, and I would still recommend it. Sure. And now I know that these mean these games mean a lot to people. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really, really cool. cool. Absolutely That cool. doesn't happen cool. when us four are in the room together. Yeah, no. Thanks a lot. All, All right, right, thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you. Mike right there. All right, and I believe it is time for another giveaway. Um, so we are going to call no. out... She's waving at you, no. She says no. Oh, Kirsten says no. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Oh, got it. Okay, so we're actually done. So the next two names that get pulled are the last two players of this game. Gotcha. So if you get selected, you are going to basically have the responsibility slash burden of making this list awesome. All right? So be prepared. Make it goofy. Don't. Okay. All right. This is how we talk all day. Uh, 449-968. 449-968. Where are you? Ooh, all right. Yeah. Come on up, sir. Just hang out right here. You are our fourth audience participant. With great power. And finally. And the last, last, last editor <laughs> for this list. 449-929. 449-929. Oh, yeah. All right. Come on up. All right. Cool. All right, huh? grab a mic and join us. Who are you, sir? Hi, I'm Chris. Okay, what's going on, Chris? Thanks Not for much. coming out. Thank you, guys. Wait, wait, can I stop? Is that a Kraken from Game of Thrones with... Uh, oh, it's a blooper. With blooper, yeah. It's Mario blooper. It's but, a, oh, it's a Hydra, Hail Hydra. Okay. Oh, Plus it's blooper. a Hydra Ooh, nice. I was wondering, yeah. I was like, where did that come from? Okay. Nice. Uh, the Yeti? Yeah, I bought t-shirts from there. Yeah, they're really they're awesome. Good. Cool. Move on. Come on closer. Yeah. Ooh, hey guys. We don't bite. I hey. Hi. Hey. All right. So what are you going to do? You're going to uh, swap or are you going to insert a game? I mean, I'd love to give some love to Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, but I don't want to push something else out. So I think I got to put Shovel Knight back on. I love you. Oh. Okay. okay. Good man. All right. Good man. So where are you going to put it? That means you're bumping Ocarina of Time 3D. You can say list. one, it's okay. I, I'm with you on Majora's Mask being the better remake. Huh. Okay. So I would go. Mm, I'm Good choice. Put Good it, choice. I mean, I'm going to put it above Bravely Default just to keep it on there. Okay. All right. Wow. Smart move. So why? Wow. Ocarina of Time is getting knocked out of the top 10. This is amazing. That um, happened. I think it <laughs> it's. A really fresh title, and I think um, is really uh, meshes well with Nintendo's kind of renewed focus on accessing the indie market. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Yacht Club, yeah, Yacht Club Games has really brought things really kind of back. They really delivered on all their promises. Feel is great. Control is great. It's super tight, and it's a great title that's coming not right out of Nintendo's bosom. Um, yeah. which Nintendo needs more of these days. Weird word to choose, but I'm totally with you. <laughs> <laughs> it has like 60 amazing music tracks, too. And yes. The oh, music man. Is... Music by Jake Kaufman. By uh, I forget her name also, uh, but she was a Mega Man composer. Uh, really, really great work on yeah. there as well. Yeah. So I think they just, I mean, they just stuck the landing on their first one in, and it's really, 
I think, an important game for the 3DS, an important game for Nintendo. So I think yeah. it should be on there. No, I think it's really notable because there's so many kind of retro-style games nowadays, right? Like, you don't have to look very far before you see a game that looks like an 8-bit or a 16-bit game, whether it's on, you know, iPhone or on consoles or PC. But, like, you start playing this one, you instantly remember that kind of, that sense of humor, the whole kind of concept of having the shovel yep. and how they use it. But, like, the level design is so good. Such a great game. Yeah, I think it's, Shovel Knight's really one of the most important video games probably of the last five years because it's it's very nostalgic but also really stands on its own like it's not one of those things and I've tested this with a lot of people in the office who grew up on games like that but also like talk to a lot of uh, IGN audience people who really love the game and didn't grow up playing old platforming games like I did it's also it was kickstarted like this was a crowdfunded game this was a bunch of people made this happen and it's that's really significant i think nowadays to take a concept like that and you know like like you guys said like really stick to the landing and just nail it yeah to take a kickstarter project and finish it yeah that's amazing <laughs> that never happens ooh i see what you did there no i agree <laughs> and especially trading on memories of what we remember 8bit being but not being held back by those limitations is something that was an admirable goal and one that they nailed yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know does exactly that. I'm not going to say Kid Icarus. I wish I would. But it uh, <laughs> is uh, NES Remix. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, it actually makes old games totally accessible and, and repackages them in a really great way. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Great, great choice. choice. Thank great you choice. Thanks. Yeah, good job. All right. It was a great okay. choice because we had it on there originally. Yeah, yeah. Well, that too. Oh, man. All right. Oh, you man. You have the power. are the one the with power. all the power right now. So before you make the last change to this list, tell us your name. Uh, my name's Alexis. Okay, Alexis. And I'm going to read this list one more time just for listeners at home. Uh, so right now, the first game is Animal Crossing New Leaf. Second is Zelda Link Between Worlds. Three is Fire Emblem Awakening. Four is Super Mario 3D Land. Five is Fantasy Life. Six is Pokemon X and Y. Seven is Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS. Eight is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Nine is Shovel Knight. And ten is Bravely Default. So no matter what you do, sadly, Bravely Default is getting, uh, could be bumped, rather. I shouldn't say is Unless you bumped. swap. Unless you swap. So what's up? I'm actually going to add a game. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Sorry, Bravely Default. Yeah, so you are I'm, gone. I'm so. really sorry. Uh, it's, you're all probably going to hate me. Uh, Mutant Muds. Okay. Uh, Great game. Yeah. It's I a fantastic game. game. Um, when I first got a 3DS, it was honestly one of the first things that I downloaded off of their e-store. Okay. And it, it reminded me immediately of every classic 85 Nintendo game I've ever played. Okay. Uh, and it was one of the only games I actually played with the 3D on. Okay. Uh, it was really addicting and I literally almost got written up like twice at work because of that game. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> and if you needed to know like our count, it's way over like 45. Yeah, because that okay. game gets hard. You have to retry it's it. It's yeah. so over brutal. Over. I like that game so much I actually bought it on Steam and the Wii U on various console versions and the 3DS version is still by far the best one. Okay. The platforming oh. reminds me of the first Mega Man where it's like it's it's clever, but it's really frustrating, and there's lots of open pits for you to fall into. Man, yeah. There's also a lot of disappearing cool. blocks, which is it makes me want to throw a 3ds at a wall. But yeah. I I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, I I usually whenever and I encounter a challenging game like that, I, I get frustrated and then I end up not going back. But with this game, I always felt that when I failed, it was totally my mistake. Yeah. And it's it, always like, oh yeah, I can make it now. I totally get it now. Ugh. And then you fall again into the spikes, and you're like, no, okay, I get it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it now. And then like. Two hours later, you're still trying to complete it, and then when you do, it's so rewarding. All right. Yeah, they're wondering what it's going to be. Number, number yeah. ten. Okay. Okay. Number ten. It'll be number ten, and 
to Brian's Shovel Knight. I I don't think Shovel Knight would have existed without Mutant Muds, pretty much. Ooh, wow. Wow. That's, that's Provocative statement. Yeah. Bold words. So Mutant Muds on the last spot. Great. Thank, I can't fight you on this. You have all the power right here. So. Uh-huh. All right. So there you have Enjoy it, folks. It. This is our uh, top 10 that we decided on, some of us at least. Nintendo 3DS games. So now I want to call up uh, Tristan and Yuri from Capcom who are here because they're going to actually show something off and talk a little bit about some stuff coming to Monster Hunter. So we have a roaming night. Uh, no, you can lean your mic over unless you want to, Trey. Yeah, you're okay. All right, come on up. Guys, give them a hand, please. They, they helped put this event together for us. Okay. That was cool. So, <laughs> so March 6th, what's going on? Talk to us. Did Link just shoot a gun? Yeah, uh, that happened awesome. too. Yes, yeah. yes. That's Nintendo approved. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, essentially what we're doing is Monster Hunter uh, has always had kind of a... We've always supported it with lots and lots of post-launch DLC. Um, what we're doing this time around is rather than doing weekly releases of content, just sort of a steady trickle of that, what we wanted to do was kind of lump everything together in kind of big, um, sort of sizable DLC packs that we're going to be releasing every month. So this will be the first Friday of every month for many months to come, but the first one will be March 6th, and then first Friday of every month after that, we'll be releasing a new pack with new content like you saw here. So And it's all a, free. And it's all free. Uh, oh, wow. Oh. Wow. I'd like to add Monster Hunter to the list. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would also like to see it back. Uh, okay. But yeah, so um, in terms of content, so obviously the Link DLC will be in there, so that comes with uh, an armor set, there's a sword and shield, um, what else is in there? The bow. Oh, there's the bow and arrow, yeah. The bow's <laughs> in there as well, so obviously that's a fun one for us. But the first thing we showed actually was our first episode quest, and essentially what this is, do you want to talk a little bit about this? Yeah, so uh, it, this is a new take on quests that never been done before in any of the previous Monster Hunter games, but it does reference previous Monster Hunter games because you see characters... Uh, I don't know if you saw, if you remember in the beginning of the trailer, there was a the character that you were talking to. Uh, it's actually from a previous game, and they'll give you like specific requests. And uh, some of those quests you only do once, just because they have like their own interesting twists to it. Uh, and then you get to craft like interesting equipment based on the history of those characters and how you meet them in previous games. Okay. So uh, yeah, so essentially, it's it's a totally unique quest line. Yeah. Um, it's not just the standard like fight a monster, get some armor, whatever it is. It's, it's totally unique. It's, there's multiple chains to it. So it's actually a big, kind of a bigger piece of content. Yeah, okay. fighting that, uh, the Seregios, our new monster there, fighting it on a boat, you can only do in that quest. Okay. There's Got no it. other quest in the game that you can tackle that monster, such as tight quarters. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. And then, yeah, the other two we showed, the, the Poogie Horn and the, uh, mechani- <laughs> the mechanical... <laughs> the Poogie Horn? The Poogie Horn. Uh, what, what is it officially? What's the name of the game? What is it? Uh... I think, well, I don't know. <laughs> Has it come out yet? Mar- March 6th, you'll find out. March 6th. Um, March 6th. We'll, we'll March all 6th. find out. Um, okay. But yeah, so, the, that's a, so that and the Mechanical Insect Lab were both weapon design contests that we held on Capcom Unity. So earlier this year, yeah. we said, hey, send us two designs. We'll last put them year. in the game. Um, last year, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, both of those, uh, the Poogie Horn was from Europe. Uh, the, the Mechanical Insect Lab was from yeah. the US. And those were our winners. We put them in the game. Um, and so those are, those are them in the flesh. They look awesome. Yeah, very, they did, very they did cool. an amazing job. Yeah, um, yeah the team kind of just took it and ran with it, but okay. really, really cool stuff. And then uh, the top hat thing that we showed as well, that's uh, part of a collaboration with Universal Studios Japan, yes. um, which for the first time, normally a lot of the DLC for Monster doesn't always make its way over to the U.S., yeah, that's but right. this time the content is. Uh, you're in actually were just at USJ um, like yeah. two days ago. Um, and yeah, they, they're cool enough to kind of let us use their DLC as well. So that'll be in the game um, coming March 6th. Cool. All right. Well, thanks. Awesome. Thanks a lot for bringing that by and for you know yeah. giving us so much information. Thanks, guys. All right. 
And Everybody? major thanks to Eric for putting us on the list. He, huh? he doesn't work for us, but uh, <laughs> we appreciate Eric getting us up there. Cool, cool. All right, thanks, guys. All right, well, that is NVC Live, but it's not over yet, really, because for the next half hour, it's your questions. So if you have a question, something you want to ask the panel up here, raise your hand. We have a mic that's going to be roaming in a second. Uh, it's going to be going around. Someone's going to be taking it around. I don't know who. Someone has volunteered. It is Vasilis. The mic is right up here next to Winston. All right, Vasilis Siskos, everybody. Vasilis, head of social at IGN. Yes. Is our He's the one that, that's deleting all your comments. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, He's not really. Your I, name first. Your uh, my name is Charlie Gadsden. Okay. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Hey. Uh, Hi, Charlie. Hi. Hi, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Uh, so, yeah, a few years ago, um, an associate editor by the name of uh, Matt Casamassina wrote uh, an editorial about uh, how Nintendo is lazy and you don't care. Oh, um, I remember this. And the basis, uh, the crux of the, of the argument was uh, about, I believe, Animal Crossing and how uh, they were very lazy and how they brought it to the Wii. Yeah. Uh, so, my question to you guys is, what hopes do you have for Animal Crossing on Wii U, and will it break the mold of uh, the most recent Animal Crossings on consoles? I honestly hope it doesn't come to Wii U. I, I want what? more 3DS what? Animal Crossing, but I don't think it needs to be on Wii U. Yeah, I totally, I totally disagree. I, don't I, th I like think it that. needs to come to Wii U. I, mean, I think, yeah, I think you're reacting more to kind of like the evolution of the Animal Crossing franchise. Like you feel like we've seen it on a console, and you feel like you're going to get more of the same. Yeah. But wouldn't you like to see an Animal Crossing game that kind of breaks the mold and does a little bit yes, more? Yes, if it, if it was this giant, massive, re redone Animal Crossing. But I know, I just I can't get my hopes up about that. So, so we I'd saw, rather have more. We saw horrible. redone Animal Crossing graphics in the Animal Crossing channel that was on Wii U and also yeah, in Nintendo pretty. Land, which had that sort of mechanical style to it. Either of those being designed like kind of from the ground up with that entire art style for everything remade, you know, not just like, I feel like they've, they've used the same 300 furniture pieces for 15 years now. Redo everything, redo all the art style, re add, add a whole bunch of stuff, um, and then I'm in. That's, that's exactly what I want from it. But would you, would you be fine with that on 3DS also? Yeah, but I'd be fine with it on Wii U, on a big screen TV. Mm. Yeah, I, I really like the way the characters looked in the, in the Animal Crossing channel. Yeah. I am hoping though that they do, you know, what Majora's Mask did to Ocarina of Time, even if it looks the same, that there's some radically new element, whether you know, you're, you're in a completely different setting, something that we haven't seen before, and not just going to an island, but maybe actually starting from scratch and growing in a city that gets bigger and bigger, a la SimCity, right? Because the Animal Crossing games have always been about giving you a square and then you fill it in, and I'd love to see it just kind of you know, expand the square and really kind of grow it sure. and give you something new to do. It's interesting to hear this question now, because I feel like uh, New Leaf specifically tried to address a lot of what was getting stale about Animal Crossing, sort of that it was always the same. You arrive in town, you have to get a mortgage, you have to pay that stuff off. And I feel like becoming the mayor, being mistaken for the mayor was, real, it was a really cute way of trying something different yeah. because it kind of put all of these uh, responsibilities on you that you didn't ask for. And I feel that that was a really smart way to shake up how that game opened up and ultimately how you kind of, uh, I don't know, just, just the opening flavor of it. One of the things that was worrying me about Animal Crossing is that up until that game, the flavor of each game felt the same, right? Like you were just starting over. And so I want to believe that uh, 
after New Leaf, they've definitely seen the success of that. And I think uh, the co-director on that game, she said so last year during GDC, where they just kind of said after uh, Animal Crossing on Wii, uh, what was that, City Folk, they sat down and were like, okay, what are we doing wrong? Because this, this clearly isn't uh, going in the right direction. But I think it could, I don't know if I have feelings towards whether I want to see that on Portable One with you. Like, I, I, as long as it continues to find ways to branch out from what it was, I'm okay with wherever it ends up, honestly. Yeah, look, I think it could be a real showcase for Nintendo's online strategy, right? I mean, it's no secret that they're a bit behind when it comes to communication and sharing. And, you know, I'm ho hoping games like Mario Maker will really bust that open where you create amazing levels and you're able to discover amazing levels from people you don't know. Well, and yeah. I feel like Animal Crossing is this game where... You know, we've seen some rooms that people have created, some houses that were mind-boggling, yeah, right? Like yeah. the haunted house concepts that we've seen. I'd love to see that taken to the next yeah, level. Yeah, and, and speaking of like the guts and the behind-the-scenes stuff, as far as online goes, like it really has to come down to just a switch. Is my town online right now or not? Not going to talk to the monkey at the terminal. Like, do you want to open your gate? Yes. Are you sure you want to open your gate? Yes. Which gate do you want to open? The internet gate or the nearby <laughs> gate? I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Guys, needs let, to get let me faster. make one more plug for why you never want to play this at home. Okay, go. If you're a time traveler, you can play at home. But if you're not, you are going to play at 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock every single day of your life. And that's not what Animal Crossing is about. Luckily, I'm a time traveler. I want to I play at midnight. I want to I check in at lunchtime at work. And I want to play on the train on the way to work and catch as many bugs as humanly possible. And then I want to put it down for a little bit. That's, why I want to, that's what I want to do with Animal Crossing. Now, when I played at home, I was totally a cheater. This is the first Animal Crossing I ever did where I played through a whole year and I caught all the bugs and fish in the right seasons. I played in the winter when I went back home. It was great. I played, you know, everywhere I, I took that game, I was able to check in at different times. And that means a lot to me. And I'm not going to do that in my living room. Yeah, but imagine there's a, an, an Animal Crossing where you can actually travel to different countries. Like, you have villages in different countries where, that exist in a different time zone or in a different season even, right? Like, what? And what if you get kicked out, right? Right when you catch that fish. Yeah, but I, I do, to your, to your point, though, they are kind of doing that. It's just like it's not all interconnected, but Animal Crossing does come in different flavors. There's, some, there's holidays and calendars specifically created for other regions around the world. There really is nothing but, else like it. But I can't visit cool, those. But I'm you saying, can't visit those easily. You I'm can saying, visit them. To his point, if I'm playing in my little, you know, small town California, USA Animal Crossing, that I can take a plane trip to Australia and actually be there in the winter or something. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you, and I hate to take the easy way out, but I, I can see the potential of it being a portable game because I did really dive into the last one there, and I don't think the console ones have hooked me that way since maybe the GameCube, um, but I'm not entirely sure if, if the home console is the only place I want to see the next Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. Cool. Great question, Charlie. That was a thorough answer, I yeah, believe. Yeah, definitely. Next All right, question. so this is Question Block Live. That's what we should call this. Yeah. All right. Hey, hi. Hello. Hi, I'm Daisy. And hey, you're back. Daisy. What's up? How's it going? Hey, I'm Daisy. Good. How are you guys? Doing We're good. Well, doing well. Okay. Just doing the show up here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my question is, what is your or who is your favorite non-playable Nintendo character? Whoa. Okay. Wow. Tingle. Tom Nook. <laughs> Tingle? Really? No. Troll. Tom Nook for sure for me. Because he's just so evil. Yeah, well, he's non-playable, right? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just repeating in my head. Oh, you're, you're thinking out loud? Yeah, I'm thinking out loud. Should turn yeah. off the mic. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Tom Nook is an awful person. No, don't, he's don't amazing. Don't support that, that I love raccoon. Him. He's just like me. He makes his children work at 2 o'clock in the morning in the department store. He's don't, just like me. Don't give that guy any credit. Uh, I would say Lakitu. Nobody. One guy. He's I, right he's, there at the computer. 
He's he's a cool character because he's always he's first of all he's a cameraman in Mario sixty four. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna get uh, off the stage right now. Thank you very much. Good night, everybody. All right, you can. That's daisied. right. Man, this is tough. They, well, I mean, you can pretty much play as almost every Nintendo character in some capacity, right? Yeah, you can't play as Navi. Any fans of Navi? No. Wait, so who are you, who are you going with? Who who's your? Uh, oh yeah, well, Brian well, thinks is that Navi? Who's uh, your uh, who's your favorite? Probably Navi some player? stupid kid, Icarus thing. Uh, <laughs> That's mean. Medusa. No, I don't know. Who, who is a- it? Eggplant wizard. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Why? Because he's a goofy henchman and Captain and the Game Master. Okay. And he's a really funny character design. I like that. Mother Brain's pretty great, too, though. Let me just throw that out there. I, okay, I picked one. It's Mr. Rossetti. Oh, yeah. yeah Mr. Rossetti's oh, he is a He is an awful mean man that lives in a hole and just yells at you all day. And I think there's something wonderful about that. <laughs> He's really angry and sarcastic, and he just pops out all the time, and he's like, why, did, why are you making, why is this so difficult for you? Just don't hit the reset button. Just please, I, it messes with my sleep pattern every time you just, just please stop. And he's just irrational, and I think there's, that's, there's something wonderful about that. I love how, he, how they use text as a punishment, right? Yeah. Like, you have to wait for it to go, yeah. and like, and then he act, doesn't he make you type something too, which is sometimes like the worst he's like, thing. are you paying attention? And you're like, yeah, totally. He's like, you're not. You press the wrong button. He's like, all right. You know, I would have said Pauline, but uh, you can play as Pauline now, thanks to that guy's great uh, mod for Donkey Kong, where you mm-hmm. get to play yeah, as Pauline right. and uh, saving Mario. Yeah, I, yeah. I think yeah, she's that was really Mike cool Micah, right? Yeah. 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 Jose, what do you got, man? You've been uh, really quiet. I've been, yeah, because I've been thinking. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous. I think it is Tingle. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, well. <laughs> So, uh, that's oh, right. Man. That's right. Uh, again. Hyrule Warriors, Busted. why'd you do that? Um, uh, uh, this How about is Ridley? No, no. Yeah, he said oh, Ridley. Yeah? Craig, no, I don't Craig's have it yet. Ridley's good. I don't have one yet. Uh, this is tough. We'll, we'll come back to it. He's going to keep on thinking. We'll ask somebody else. Yeah, that else. might be it. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. K.K. Slider. Oh, good. yeah. You know what? K.K. Slider. Good choice. All right. I'm stealing that. Yeah. So K.K. Slider because, uh, I mean, uh, I feel like a lot of people in animal, a lot of uh, villagers in Animal Crossing deserve uh, mention here. But I do love that whenever you run into K.K., it's kind of a party, uh, whether it be the club or whether it be, you know, whenever you catch him playing his guitar. I just I like the, the, the sort of I love music and games. If you listen to the podcast, you know that because a lot of the music breaks. That's me picking a lot of that stuff. Um, and I feel like KK brings so many different flavors to Animal Crossing in terms of music and in terms of scope and what, what you sort of hear. It's awesome that way. It seems so fun. Like, I didn't expect you to pick this character. Like, I thought you'd go well, for something like it. the grandma in Majora's Mask or someone, you know? <laughs> no. I was thinking about a Zelda character, but I couldn't. Uh, I almost picked uh, They're all playable in Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's the problem. It's all done yeah. now. Yeah, but Tingle was almost it because he's blissfully unaware of just how ridiculous now, he is. Now, K.K. Slider's awesome. He's, he's a dog that works at a nightclub or a coffee shop, which is really all you need to say. But like in terms of coffee shop musicians, they're really bad usually. I think anyone who's ever had coffee in a coffee shop knows that. Yeah. But K.K. Slider's awesome. He knows like 75 different songs. He plays K.K. Cruising, which kind of sounds like a Dr. Dre cover. Yeah. He's a very talented dog. <laughs> K.K. Metal is my jam. All right. Cool. Next question. question. All right, next question. Going around. Hey, Maximilian, what's up? Um, hey, so uh, a couple days ago, you guys posted um, uh, an article about a Pokemon exploit that was found. Mm. And you, it was basically you could get any Pokemon in the game by scanning. It basically works. You would scan a QR mm-hmm. code and it would 
the Pokemon would appear in your box. Yep. And how, how did you guys exactly discover that, that exploit? Uh, that's actually, so I, I posted that. That, that, that article uh, was, so, it's sourced on the, the wiki page that that's in. Um, a, uh, it was discovered on Reddit, but the person that discovered it was not posting on Reddit. So I think it was discovered uh, or actually invented and created by somebody who's credited in that article. But uh, that was actually a really tough call for us because we never want to post stuff where it's like, you know, this is something that uh, could could ruin the game for other people. But I had two opinions on that. One was that um, it should be fixed, and so we should we should publicize it for that reason. We always think about it that way. And the other thing is that uh, I've always I've never been able to own certain Pokemon. This is the only way I will ever be able to mess with certain Pokemon. And like, I don't have the time to uh, do the trading and and uh, go to special events and stuff like that. So. I thought it was cool for uh, not only me, but then the people that all contribute to IGN Wikis to be able to kind of explore those Pokemon and do crazy things with them and be able to, uh, you know, kind of add to the general knowledge of Pokemon. Yeah, and it was it was a tough call. I remember sitting with Sam to have this conversation and we were both going back and forth about should we put this out there and we did for his exact reasons. And, uh, it, you know, it's something that we definitely hope they do fix because there's a lot of things with Pokemon and the competitive meta and, and online that you know, we, we hope to see them address. So, definitely. All right. Okay. Nice work. All right. You're Next welcome. Next question. Thank you, Max. Next question. Vasilis is around with the mic. Hi, introduce yourself. Hi. Uh, my name's John. I'm from Santa Cruz. Okay. Hi, John. Hi. Hi, John. I can Hi. only see a pillar. Stand up. I'm right here. You can stand up. There he is. Oh, All I'm right. kind of a human pillar, John, everybody. So, yeah. John. I, I thought I was looking at a pillar. <laughs> um... So, uh, first of all, I wanted to let you know, last couple months, I, I finally listened to you guys, and I have listened to them all, and usually wow. while I'm falling asleep at night, so I have very strange dreams involving all of you, so <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, it's like, it's, that's always my favorite compliment, where people yeah. are like, I love your show, it helps me fall asleep. asleep yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Killing me. We try. If you have to go back and listen to NVCs, I recommend the call-in shows we did a few years ago because yes. there's some really, really funny great. calls yeah. from people. that It's a lot like this. Those yeah. people are really cool, and uh, it would be fun to bring that back at some point. Yeah, but, yeah. Cool. Cool. So um, a couple nights ago, I was uh, up late, and I hopped on eBay, and I started buying uh, <laughs> odd uh, import DS games because ah. they're still cheap enough that, you, that I can get them, but, you know, they're, they're not old enough to be worth anything yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, or ever, probably. But, so my question is, uh, you guys have some great articles about that stuff. Can you think of any games, uh, imports or not imports, DS games, they're just really off the wall. Um, I just got in the mail today the one with the little tiny piano that you plug in. Oh, wow. There's, you can learn piano. Okay. I, I haven't wow. tried it yet, so it's yeah. pretty bizarre. Uh, easiest one right away, but you may have this already, or you may have heard about it already, is Owen Don. Owen Don was the... Uh, the game that in America was Elite Beat Agents, oh, right. Owen yep. Don is absolutely amazing. You are playing as a uh, Japanese cheerleader <laughs> who uh, they take it. Uh, I don't want to get. Do you know what Owen Don is? Did you ever see them? Yeah, yeah no, I play, Explain I play what the an Owen Don version. is. No, I mean, it's a, it's a rhythm game. Well, don't tell yeah. them what a, the rhythm game part. Tell them what is an Owen Don in Japan. Like, these things are oh, real. I don't know what an Owen Don is. Oh, what, what is an Owen Don? Okay, forget it. Uh, these are, so these are sort of like uh, male cheerleaders, I believe, but they. Oh, that's why they, I wouldn't they know. They sort of. Mm -hmm. 
believe that if they cheer hard enough, it'll affect the outcome of the game, uh, so to speak. But uh, it is a rhythm-based game. It's a lot of fun, very wacky and weird. There are people in these dilemmas, and when they've given up all hope that they can do this thing they want to achieve, the Owen Don show up and uh, just help pump them up to to victory, essentially. So the localized version I was mean, Elite Beat Agents. Yeah, it's yeah. but it's different, right? Like the music, some yeah, of the things them, are changed. Yeah, they made them uh, sort of like FBI secret agents, right. and it was very like an '80s cartoon almost, where it was like you know, even the soundtrack was. Uh, was uh you know like you're the reason in my life for stuff like that was in there like stuff like that if I, yeah you're my inspiration yeah. thank you um yeah but uh that's a really good one uh in terms of another strange one wasn't there like a face training game in japan that's I can right remember? yeah that yeah used to, uh, what for the dsi so it, though i think so, so it has to but that's region locked i think the dsi no, is yeah no ds games are region locked yeah. yeah if it's a ds game it should play but if it's dsi exclusive it's, like yeah. specific then uh, yeah it probably yeah, would be luck. Faith um, training was like it was in the brain training style series, and you were supposed to like, you know, actually make like move your face muscles, and it would train you to essentially become younger. We're not recommending this out of quality. We're recommending <laughs> right, this out of right. wackiness. I, I tried. It didn't work. Um, there was two Game and Watch collections from Japan, which were really That's interesting. Right. Oh yeah, those are okay. great. Um, which I, I recommend checking those down. Uh, but I was going to say, going back one generation before that, the import games that I flipped over were the Bit Generation series. Oh, oh yes, they're uh, yes. they're art based Game Boy mm -hmm. Advanced games. They're like basically really simple stripped down puzzle games by like core Nintendo people, but th they're packaged uh, really carefully in like these immaculate. Uh, modern design packages oh, wow. and then like each game is like based on primary colors and they're just really cool and yeah. very un-Nintendo at the time but now it kind of informed I think Nintendo's more creative. And yeah, it, I think they were actually made by a company called Skip and this is the same company that made um, Captain Rainbow if you ever heard about that. That was oh. a weird Wii game. Yeah. If you haven't looked that up. That's, that's a good a import one. too. That but one's that's a, Wii and that's region lock just thrown out there. Yeah, yeah. That, that has like a bunch of Nintendo characters in it like Birdo and Little Mac and stuff like that. But Some it's, weird like, circumstances. Yeah, yeah. And, and a, Strange explorable island. So, what did about, what Picross about? 3D ever come out here? No, right? Uh, Picross 3D, I believe, came out here on the yeah. DS. Yeah, I played that. But mm. Tingle's Balloon Fight never did. No, that's a really oh, good one, yeah. too. That's right. Yeah. So, they, they just put Tingle in Balloon Fight. Oh, and, really? uh, and oh, yeah, because of course he's holding balloons. It's really funny. There's also Tingle's Rosy Ruby Land. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. that's still that's pretty good. I'm not a big Tingle fan. Yeah. I know Jose's the big <laughs> Tingle fan here. Almost. But uh, those two games yeah. are just like intentionally wacky. So, I think that's really cool. Yeah, last question for you Do you read Japanese at all? No. Okay. Not at all. No, because if you did, there's a lot of cool RPGs that didn't make their way over here. I think like one was called Seventh Dragon or something. Okay. There, there's a couple, but I'm not gonna go down that list. But there, there's definitely some cool ones. If in you that can department. track down the Korg Simulator, that's a really I have that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like basically a, uh, a, a synthesizer on your on your DS. It doesn't work very well or anything, but it's interesting. What? It's rare. Thanks, it's great. Thanks for not falling asleep during the show, John. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question, and Vasilis has landed. Cool. Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. I'm on IGN's podcast. <laughs> Isn't it I'm awesome? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my question is specifically for Pear. Uh, he had said a few NVCs ago. I, I, mm. I listen to him a lot. Um, he, well, he just predicted that eventually uh, Nintendo's two major platforms, which are 3DS and Wii U, would one day become one where like maybe in the future, far off, but in the future, one day the, the console would be a handheld that you can hook to your TV and then take it on the go. Yeah. Okay, so you do remember. Okay. I remember. <laughs> I wasn't dreaming. It's, uh, it's true. So my question is, 
is with games like Mario Builder and, and stuff like that coming out. Uh, my root, uh, let me see here. So, how would you feel? So, you, you support the gamepad, correct? You love the gamepad. I love the I love the concept of it. I just haven't seen enough applications where I'd say it's essential. You right. know, like if, if somebody said if you could have any gaming console, would you include the gamepad and pay a little bit more? I'd probably say no. But so I like last, the idea. Last year around 3D, a lot of people predicted that Nintendo was gonna come out on stage and say, after the games that are already coming out for the gamepad are done, we will no longer support the gamepad. We're gonna support just the Wii U Pro controller. Yep. And that's how it's just going to be from now on. Clearly didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, that's a weird prediction, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Nintendo's weird. not known for burning consumers like that. Yeah, but we also know? thought Fallout 4 was going to be announced last year. Yeah. Well, That'll get announced this what, year, though. Wait a little bit. <laughs> That'll All be right. this year. Uh, not so an my official question is, yeah, <laughs> um, Don't say that. <laughs> my question is, would you be happy with a Wii U that doesn't have a gamepad? Mm, I already own one, so no, no. I I think it's I think it's good that consoles differentiate themselves, right? Yeah. I, you know, I own a PS4 and Xbox One, and, and I own a Wii U and all the handhelds as well. And it's like you kind of you want to find a reason to buy a game on one console. You know, unfortunately, with the Wii U now, you don't get a lot of third-party games, and and the ones you got there there really wasn't parity with the other games. But it was it was cool, you know, in the last generation when some games added something different. Whether it's a unique character like in Soul Calibur. Remember, we had Link in the in the GameCube version. That was so freaking cool. Um, I'd love to see that kind of stuff where the gamepad actually adds an element that you didn't have. And you know, especially in games where creativity is needed, where you're designing something, having that touchscreen makes all the difference. So then, so, by that logic, Mario Maker is the game for you. That's totally going to sure. justify why you need that thing. Cause, it's a, yeah, because a controller doing that with a controller has been done before with like Little Big Planet, and it it's it's definitely deep. And I wouldn't want to knock that game for its creativity because it has tons of it. But the interface is always the hurdle where you're like, well, where do I go to find this? Where do I go to find that? Whereas something that is as natural as taking out a stylus and tapping the different things you want and dragging them in and drop and alter that way uh, really makes a lot of sense. Yeah, any game that has a, an, an editor-creator mode, you just want, you know, you either have a mouse or you have a touch screen. You know, you, you need a console to be the, the wacky, like, innovative, interesting console you can't just have three of the same thing. Yeah. We had that in that GameCube generation, and it's been so much more interesting for us and for you guys, I'm sure, to just read about games and play games and think about games when there's a, a disruptor. And like we all thought that the, 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 the DS, when it first came out, was just the craziest device. And I, I just thought about this the other day. I completely accept two screens and a clamshell now. I don't know why, yeah. but I'm totally used to it. So I'm, I, I can see why Nintendo would want to run with that at home. But I also want to see them do something just crazy and different every time. And that's why the Wii was exciting for, you know, it was, it was annoying for some reasons and just really exciting for others just to, just to have around. Yeah, sure. I think, I mean, honestly, I, I wish... You know, as as consoles get over, older, you'll see companies iterate, right? Release a version with a different hard drive, or sometimes take something away to bring down the price. I would love to see a Wii U that has the full battery life. Like you can order a new battery from Nintendo.com. If you haven't done that, do it. I mean, it changes everything. I have to. I had to recharge that thing so often in the middle of playing, and just having that freedom is great. And then the other thing that I feel like 
it, it's you know it, I love the connection of streaming something to the gamepad and it's almost there but then you walk out of the room and you get that disconnect and I I think for a device that could function in the whole house you know a solution to that to be able to stream from the console to your upstairs bedroom would have been really cool so maybe we'll see something like that yeah all right next question over here hey hi guys hi. my name is hi. Ben I'm Hello. from Mexico I'm coming with my friend Angel What's going um, on? I love Animal Crossing it's been working for one year. I love it. But I think they should give a chance to Alimer for um, um, uh, pigments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think there should be more um, interaction. Uh, I love Animal Crossing, but I think if pigments has more chance, I think it will, it will be more um, fun for everybody, mm -hmm. especially when we have a lot of a lot of pigments to we can play around in. Especially we meet people from UK, mm -hmm. um, in uh, England, in um, Australia, and yeah. we're coming from Mexico in the Bay Area as well. Mm -hmm. So I think we can interact with our pigments from different places of the world. That's yeah. my, my point of view. So yeah. you, your, vision, your vision is a, a world where we can interact with pigment from everywhere all over the yeah, planet. I love, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> that I, is I, awesome. I, how I say I love, uh, I love uh, Animal Crossing, but I, I think pigment it could be uh, a better platform mm -hmm. to expand mm -hmm people and interact and networking with other people from yeah. different places of the world. Yeah. How I said, I mean, a guy from UK, like yeah. half an hour ago right there. And, um, and we, don't, we, we, the only thing we, we have in common, it was about like Animal Crossing, but if we have something more like pigments with Olimar and stuff like that, I think it will be more, more networking between people in around the world. That's, yeah. Could be really so cool. So do you yeah. do you want to be Olimar and everyone else in the world is no, your pick? No, no, uh, no, I'm not saying that get ugly. I say it will be more uh, networking. You know, it's not just like Animal Crossing. I share my flowers. Sure. Or yeah. it will be more like to to more do like a expand, persistent more world. different yeah. worlds, yeah. open world. Would be okay. really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think. Nice, so nice, nice Bavaria, Bavaria Munich sweater, by the way. Yeah. Good team. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Next question. Vasilis is taking it over. Hi. Hey, how you guys doing? Okay. Thanks a ton for putting the show on. It's been a blast getting to see you guys in person. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very uh, much for coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, question. Obviously, we're all here because we love Nintendo, right? Um, they've uh, given us a lot over the last, what, 30 plus years? Yeah. So 125. 125, thank you. If, if you're that old, then yes. They're, they're the <laughs> Sorry, 126. Uh, so, uh, you guys talk about Nintendo a lot, but I can't think off the top of my head after listening to you guys for, for several years. What is your favorite thing about Nintendo specifically? The one favorite thing about Nintendo spe spe specifically. Or, if you, or, you know, you could sum it up in a couple different uh, phrases. Yeah, look, I mean, I sure, think sure. The, for me, it's the moment you start playing a Nintendo game. It's kind of like you know immediately who made it, right? It has, like, the sense... And, you know, some of that is, it feels a little nostalgic. It's not like you're starting this game and it's like the most cutting-edge experience you've ever had. It's just like, it's got that little bit, it's got that heart, right? Like, where it's a, it's a kid in a small town and he's about to go out and, like, you feel like you can really sense that it's that, that character for, that character, that small town is his entire world. And then you walk out and there is a giant world out there. It's got this kind of, like, leaving home. Just think of Earthbound and Zelda and Pokemon, Pokemon all these games. It's got this kind of really cool sense of adventure. It's like going out and, you know, I think Miyamoto always puts it as falling into a hole and discovering an entire world or having, like, this, this playground. So I think the sense of adventure is it for me. 
So, uh, you know, the, the year Super Mario Brothers came out, or this year it took off, uh, ever since then, Nintendo has been the one thing I can talk to about everybody that about video games. Like, it's the unifying thing that everybody knows. It's, it's the, the stable of characters and games and everything is, uh, you know, rec- universally recognized. So it's kind of the language by which I reach out to people that, you know, didn't, didn't play a whole lot of games. And, and you yeah. know, it's always been a, a common language between everybody, pop culturally. I think for me, it's, it was, it's always been their ability to bring people together. Um, and sometimes that's, I mean, we did it in this room tonight, right? I mean, that's, that's Nintendo we have to thank for that. You can clap. Yep. It's, it's, it's like, I, I remember being, like, growing up and inviting friends over or going to friends' houses to play Nintendo and someone handed you the second controller or the third, the broken Mad Cats one that nobody wanted. <laughs> Sorry, Mad Cats. Um, or then, you know, being... With turbo, right? With turbo, yeah, turbo. with a dumb turbo switch. Always or, stuck. Or being in college and getting together to play, to play Wind Waker um, with, with somebody sitting there with a GBA trying to help me beat levels. Or playing Smash Brothers where you're screaming at each other and neighbors are knocking on the door. Like, what's going on in there? Is there a domestic dispute? And you're like, no. <laughs> he just keeps beating. He's spamming this dumb move with, with Ganon the whole night. Um, or even Mario Kart. Or nowadays, like, they keep iterating on their games over and over. They're games that I can, I can go home, I can tell my wife that the new Call of Duty game's out and she doesn't care but I go hey you know like there's a new there's a new 3D Mario game out you know like uh, Super Mario 3D World on, on the Wii U she, she saw me start that game and she came in and she got mad at me like we actually had an argument she's like why did you start this without me and I had, to, I had to delete it and go back to the beginning and be like, okay, we're starting, we're going to play this together. Um, and there's something about that, the way it brings people together, that's really important to me. And I think that they keep harping on that sort of like couch co-op, that bunch of people in the same room. And they're the only ones, or some of the only people still doubling down on that. Everyone's going online. Everyone wants to go hide in an Oculus Rift. You know, we're, we're heading in a very different direction in the, in, in the games industry. And Nintendo is still the one saying, get in the same room and yell at each other. And I think that's, that's wonderful. I think my, my favorite thing, it's funny, because I'm writing down a bunch of stuff as I sit here, and it, I'm finding that it's a lot of, a, it's a bit combined, not on purpose, because I was trying not to listen to you guys a little bit. Um, but Typical. it is, when I, look at, uh, <laughs> when I look at what's my favorite thing about Nintendo, I think my favorite thing about Nintendo right now is anything with The Legend of Zelda. Um, I feel like there is something to be said about how many different Zeldas I've played and just how different each one felt to me. How when you pick up the controller, even though the quest in a lot of them is still to save the world from Ganon or reunite the Triforce or save Princess Zelda, every adventure feels unique. Every part of the design, like as you play and you learn things on your own or you see these sort of game design ideas, they're just, I mean, I hear Pear, when I started working here, one of the things that struck me about Pear is when he, uh, describes Nintendo as the wacky toy maker. And I feel like in Zelda you see a lot of that, and in a lot of their games you see a lot of that. There's a lot of, there's moments where there are the breakthroughs, like uh, Z-targeting in Ocarina of Time, or you know the idea of trying to go analog, um, or even like the DS and playing on two screens again. But then you have, um, you know, sort of going back to Zelda, the dungeons, and how cool it feels to explore them. Um, if there's one game that will always bring me back, I think it is The Legend of Zelda. And I, even when I wasn't owning a Nintendo console, like I skipped part of the N64, the minute 
The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time showed up in 1998. I was back again. We were in love again. Like, that was it, you know? And uh, I could not miss that. So I think that that's my favorite thing. We talked a bunch about that over lunch, right? When you think about how different the Zelda games really are. Like, when you go down, you look at the first game, which is kind of like the template for what Link to the Past would become. But then you're looking at Link to the Past, and you're like, wait, there are two worlds that occupy the same space, and I can go between them. Like, how? what a great idea, right? Then one game before that was a side-scroller. That was an RPG. It wasn't an adventure game at all right yeah. and like you go forward you got one where you use a stylus to con uh, control then suddenly the world is gone it's all covered with water and you're sailing a ship and then you're on a bird like it's really crazy what they oh, actually do with the game systems and how much you know effort it requires to balance a world like that and you know? the sense really of adventure cool. is consistent it feels epic it feels grand it's something that uh, whenever a new Zelda comes out it's something that everyone pays attention yep. to and I think that's something that they do to this day, I hope the next one. I mean, fingers crossed. Please be really good. All right, uh, we have time for one last question. This is the last one. So, Vasilis, make it good. Yeah, make it good if you're chosen. One? One. Don't give it to Nix. It's a good one. All right, he says it's a good one. All right. All right. Nice. Stand up. We can't see you. Oh. Hey, I'll hi. <laughs> Who are you? Hey there. Uh, my name's Hank. I'm from Florida. All right. Hey, hi, Hank. Hank. Uh, so my question's kind of two-parter. Uh, oh. it, okay. It's, it's quick. <laughs> okay. So if if Nintendo ever does bring back Metroid, oh. do you think that they should go for like a, you know, balls out, ultra high death thing on Wii U or kind of a more humble thing on the 3DS? And if they do bring it back, first person, third person, or side scroller? Oh, that is so mean. That's hard. So first of all, not if, when. It right? is a when. I it mean, no, for sure, right? They, Smash Brothers... Nintendo Land, Samus is everywhere in those games, so they know that that is a top franchise that needs to return. Retro Studios created a Twitter account recently, huh? Did mm, you notice that? That was yeah. weird. That's also weird. started their next project right after Donkey yeah. Kong Tropical Freeze. Very, very strange. Yeah. Um, my pick, because I really loved Metroid Prime, I would love to see someone do Metroid in, you know, on the Wii U in high def with, a beautiful, with beautiful visuals and kind of the new controls, dual stick and all that. I would love to see that because I think it would also make the Wii U a, a more attractive uh, console for a broader market, you know, for, for some people that may not have picked them up. Uh, picked it up. Um, at the same time, it's been a long time since we had a great 2D game. Can I pick both? Yeah, I want to pick both. Is that okay? Where is that, he? That happened in like 2002, right? Yeah, yeah we had that era where they were they were putting out 3D games and 2D games at the same time. Yeah. And then we got really spoiled and they all Jim went and Brian away. Jim and came out yeah. the same, same yeah. uh, day. No, I, I do want to see a big console Metroid though again because for me, I need them to prove to me that they're serious about that franchise again. Like I feel like it's gone away for so long. Other M left a somewhat of a strange taste <laughs> behind, you know, in, in terms of the response to it. Some people really liked it, some people really didn't care for it. But I do want to see that franchise as big as possible one day. But at the same time, the minute it's that big, I do kind of miss the 2D roots as well. So I kind of want both. I actually would love to see them farm out the 2D game because I feel like in the indie scene, there's so many talented yeah. 2D developers now that somebody could really, really, really do a, yeah, if you a like good that, job with that. that Metroid style of game, and people, some people call it Metroidvania, and some people call it Castle Troids. <laughs> I'm trying to coin Nobody that does just that. to make Jeremy Nobody Parrish mad. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of people are doing that well. I, I play 2D Metroid games, I feel like, all the time. I think people do really great, unique spins on them. Maybe Nintendo can do that, too. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure they can. But, you know, when Metroid Prime came out, that, that was the best-looking game out. 
that was the height of technology. That year, Half-Life 2 came out that year also. Um, there was like serious debate, like which of these games looks better? Yeah. And like that game looked that was in the running. That was the last time I think Nintendo was at the top of cutting edge technology in that sense, like graphically. And if they can pull that off with another Metroid, that's what I want to see. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, there's some there's some Japanese developers that have not been that active on Nintendo platforms with new new brands, right? And Nintendo has made more and more alliances, you know, bringing on Namco and Sega and collaborating on games together. I would love to see Konami's Castlevania game tackle a Metroid. I mean, right? Wouldn't that be amazing? Where's your team? Really? No, yeah. because the Ninja Gaiden team tackled Metroid, and it was yeah, but that was good. different. That was Tecmo, right? I would love to see like the Masters yeah, of 2D Metroidvania. Oh, that Metroid Castlevania game. team. Yeah, yeah the real Castlevania. Yeah, but I don't. I don't even think that Castlevania team is making Castlevania games the way they used to. The Just DS, putting that out there. The DS Castlevania team. That That's I, right. I'm with you yeah. all over. Yeah, yeah, of course. And Iga, Iga's no longer. I just want another 2D Castlevania while we're at it. Come on, come on. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. This is our NVC Live for February 26th. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. This is amazing. Some special thanks. Uh, just going out really quickly before we have a really special reunion up here. Um, so special thanks to Capcom for donating prizes and sponsoring this event. So last, like to thank Yuri and Tristan for coming out and for joining us. Uh, to Kirsten Slater, our events coordinator, for helping yeah. put this together. Vasilis Siskos and Chris Abbott, our social team, for really, really working also to make this event awesome. Sean Finnegan was our producer. Special thanks to him. Alex Solomita as well from Tech Ops. And lastly, to Winston Shun and Mark Ryan Salee, who I don't think Mark Ryan is even here right now, but they helped make this list happen uh, and the technology behind it. So it's really cool. And thank you very much for coming out to join us. <laughs>